Welcome back to the Franchise Ain't Dead podcast, and today we are talking about the five biggest new features that Sony San Diego can bring to MLB The Show to really get the franchise community actually a buzz. Records. Ever since the inception of the MLB The Show series from the MLB hashtag year series, so when it was from 98 through 2005 the record books have not changed much since Uh, the single season home run record has been surpassed twice the saves record as far as all time saves and single season saves in a season have been broken since about 2006 i can't think of a single other record that has been changed in major league baseball that would be like a major kind of pillar uh, statistic like take strikeouts in a season hits in a season, ERA title, which I think would be very much impossible to even pull off, consecutive games played, that's pretty much never going to get touched in the way that teams run uh, their players out there. They'll rest them just to rest them. Thank you, Aaron Boone. But if we look at a lot of Major League Baseball history, a lot of it is broken down by era. We've got the dead ball era. We've got the age of the Negro Leagues. We've got the expansion era, as noted by Uh, MLB The Show, Long Ball Era, really the steroid era if we're being honest, and I guess current-ish days, so the past like 20, 15 to 20 years or so, um, I'd like to see records along those lines, uh, you know, for players that played in those eras, uh, it might be a little difficult to differentiate, I'm very sure you guys are aware of Baseball Almanac, or at least SDS should be. You can parse out where the borders are for each era. NBA 2K at least has it where the record books are by team. That would be great. So, you know, a very prestigious uh, record to break as a New York Yankee would be surpassing Derek Jeter in all-time hits as a Yankee. Given as the game does a not-so-great job of really separating stats the way it should take the minor leagues, minor league stats disappear after a single year. As a matter of fact, they disappear after the season is over. Postseason stats never show up on any player cards. Hell, all the stats disappear after the season is over, which is really disappointing in that sometimes you might be the type of person that simulates multiple years. Like I have an MLB The Show 20 save file where I've literally simulated through the entire thing, which really isn't an entire thing because franchise doesn't end. But I would think that record keeping wouldn't be that difficult. As you guys are already probably aware, awards don't last more than three years. The all-star teams, we have no idea who played in last year's all-star game unless you are playing the games and the record are kept in-game as a little graphic that pops up. Stats are just never kept beyond that one single year, and you can never look back at it. Madden. Madden has gotten this right. You should be ashamed of yourselves. Like, seriously, think about it. They have it where at least there's a season summary, you know, kept, I don't know, somewhere in the backlog somewhere. Uh, You may not be able to look at the league leaders or really all of the players that came through the league. That would be great to have just stats on everybody. It could be a compressed file. Let's be honest. These files are not that big. Franchise save files are never that big. And, I mean, there is more than enough space on the Blu-rays. Hell, digitally. Like, 
you can keep record of this stuff. And I don't think it'd be that difficult. Um, but you first got to make sure that your buckets are all where they need to be. Think of it like accounting where, you know, you don't want your expenses and your, your revenue being mixed up and owner's equity and all that stuff. I'm not going to get into that because I have taken accounting, but I'm not going to confuse y'all. I think you guys get what I'm talking about. I don't like the fact that when it comes to minor league statistics, you can't do really anything more than, than just look at attributes. Don't get me wrong. Attributes are important to seeing how well a player can play, but I need to know what they did. What did they do down in double A, in triple A? Like not knowing that just because you can put a player down in A ball and unfortunately they don't have a ball in the game. How are they actually getting better? Like I understand at least maybe a little deeper than a lot of other MLB The Show players that there is an instructional league. So players can get better in the offseason. Why not have a functional A ball, especially considering the consolidation of the minor leagues where there is now just triple a double a there are distinct high a and low a ball if i'm not mistaken there's rookie ball there's u.s rookie ball there's international ball like there are different levels and actually i talked about some of these in the previous episode it would just make sense for us to know what a player is actually doing to know why they are getting better and it's not just oh their potential is high so they're gonna get better well you didn't work so how the hell are you getting better Fall and winter leagues. I spoke about how there was instructional ball. Adding on to that for a off-season training component would be fall leagues like the Arizona Fall League, winter ball leagues like they do in Dominican, they do in Venezuela, they do all across the, the world, to be honest with you, and the aforementioned instructional ball. I think this would give us something to do with the minor league players in the off-season so that at least we can run them through a training or maybe play some games in the middle of the offseason you could just player lock them to be honest especially considering that when it comes to the Arizona Fall League teams are selected by position and I think you get a handful of players per teams and they're really sparse throughout the different organizations grouped teams in said league and honestly it makes for some interesting offseason baseball if you really really want to get your fix in of you know watching some guys you might not see for Hell, you might see them the next year. You might not see them for a couple years, but it at least gives the players some kind of showcase of their talents as opposed to, well, guys that just sit on the minor league roster. We don't know what they're doing. And let's be honest, training doesn't seem to work. As I've probably mentioned ads nauseum, I've played him with your show since 06, and I have scoured all kinds of forums and kind of defunct websites to try to get an idea how other people formulate their training training has come in many different forms in mlb the show and to be honest with you i have not seen a single version of it that seems to really translate to any kind of hey this actually works for instance we had the checkboxes era where you can put your team through different categorized groups of training so it'd be like speed training or batting training and you could do it with specific whole group of positions i like the idea of that but there's no way to really tell if a player is getting better how it was before there was a screen where you can check the year to date as far as attributes whether they're going up or going down i would love to bring that back just because it would at least give us an idea of hey 
this guy is actually getting better year over year. Maybe we should call him up. Maybe we should trade them if they're not getting better. And training just can't be based off a player's potential. I would take the small sliver from out-of-the-park baseball and add work ethic. Now, I know that might ruffle some feathers when it comes to current-day players. We don't know how hard they work. You could honestly just randomize it, and I'd be fine with that, especially considering major league players. I mean, you'd like to think that once you're at the major leagues, you're at least going to be average work ethic you're gonna go out there every so often and actually work on your craft maybe not Anthony Rendon I'm kidding I wouldn't even knock him even though some of his comments in the past have so have shown us he might not really like baseball hell he's even said it it's come out of the horse's mouth the current iteration of training really isn't that much better when you really sit there and look at it you can run players through different trainings but there's nothing that I can actually do. I would take the approach of the road to the show, I believe from about 17 through 20, you could actually play through a lot of the different aspects of, uh, hell, just training as a baseball player, bat control, hitting it in a certain place. A lot of these, I think they would run into the problem of people would probably be able to game them. My biggest issue would be the AI, or sorry, the CPU not utilizing any of this. I've shown with scouting the ai teams do not bother to scout that much they don't discover new talent they barely look at the ones that you see get drafted you constantly see the first pick the second put the third pick they'll be barely scouted five percent eight percent ten percent that's it like teams shouldn't be drafting blindly or not completely i can understand if slot value is too high for them to take a player they might have scouted a hundred percent that makes sense but i have looked through every team's scouting queue and there'll be like maybe three three players that are anywhere scouted beyond like 20 percent which makes it seem like i'm cheesing the system to actually that i feel no challenge if the CPU is not going to challenge me. Why am I even bothering to play this mode? Like, if they're not going to challenge me, I would say I'd rather leave everything on auto, but I don't trust the game that much because if the CPU teams aren't running it properly, I don't expect the CPU to run my team properly. They'll scout 15 relievers, and I'm like, we don't need relief pitching. We need a catcher. We need a left fielder. We need a first baseman. And with two-way players, in which there are like, a quite literal handful of them, including Otani, two of which are in the Giants organization, Reggie Crawford and Bryce Eldridge. Bryce Eldridge was literally just drafted last year and was not a part of the, oh, hey, look, look at all these draftees we got, guys. He was like the 15th pick. They put, I think, 15 of the first 18. They skipped guys here and there. Training for a two-way player or training a player to become a two-way player, you have to have training work in some capacity and if that doesn't work honestly it's a waste it's a waste of space it's a waste of memory way back when i think when i was like a third year sophomore i was a business major and one of the one of the tenets i really kind of adhered to when it came to anything i guess marketing related really it needs to be smart we need to have specification. So if I want to work a player against only right-handed pitching or only left-handed pitching, I am perfectly fine with the current iteration if, if only it's set up like this. If I want to have a player work against right-handed pitching only, 
and I want them to mostly work on contact, that should be the primary portion of how they're going through their training. However they decide to do that, whether you want to base that off of the hitting coach, which would be nice, or some aspect of the pit of the hitting coach, I would almost take it to the old Madden training camp level, where if you get to a certain point, get those bronze, silver, gold, hell, let there be a diamond, let there be a diamond level too. And any attributes or traits that you get, depending on what those are, you can add them to a player, but they're not permanent. They should not be permanent unless you can measure. You have to measure a player's success, not just in training, but in games. Take from Road to the Show, or take from what Road to the Show used to be. Honestly, I don't, I haven't touched the mode since they've made it ball player. And there are challenges when it comes to Road to the Show where you can set about a goal because the goal has to be achievable. That's the A and smart. Player can can set the goal and want to achieve it. They can set one that will take more time to get to. So trying to get to goal or to, to diamond level, it's going to take more time. So if you want to get significantly better against right-handed pitching, working primarily on contact, hell, you could take the you could take almost kind of the stat cast approach. Um, we don't have very many metrics in the game and it would be nice to see more of them so being able to barrel up pitch so basically trying to get it closer to the center of that pci the closer you get it to the center the more power you can get out of it which would make sense but i know that mlb the show has said that the pci does not work like pro yaku spirits say you've got a D potential, hell, an F potential player, because I don't have a problem drafting those guys. If they look like they could be okay, fine, I'll take them. And as you continue to work and as you, I don't want to say cross a threshold of sorts, uh, because then that becomes too much like Madden's training and they're moving up from the dev traits. I mean, that would at least give us randomized attribute increases. If a player is not reaching their goals, which would take me into morale which morale was removed back in mlb the show 20 into 21 i would bring that back but i'll talk about that at another point in time if a player's not reaching their goals of course they're not gonna get better you know if a guy just stinks like if you're playing out the different drills then it might feel different you might be able to work a guy into being at least a decent player i know people probably wouldn't want to go through all As the minor down to their players. final strike no. here it comes have it where you get and a you can choose and a miss as they definitely so had imagine for that one and this choose a couple players to work on some things over the course of i don't know a month these things can pop up on off days you know something to do for off days as opposed to just simulating to the next day and then if we want to sim it we can get away with simming it you know you're not going to want to do training every single day obviously off days would probably be more likely the time that you'd be able to actually play it out. Also, training needs to be relevant. It currently isn't. It isn't. There's just really no way around it. You can try to set it where, oh, hey, I'm going to have it where I'm going to have this guy work on fielding for uh, three months. Fielding is really more so your ability to snatch the ball up. And reaction is how quickly, how quickly do you move to where you need to go in order to make that play? specific measurable achievable relevant you don't want to be having a pitcher training on hitting if you really have no intention on hitting that guy or if they don't want to 
of course, that plays more into morale. But we'll talk about it at a later point in time. Time bound. Obviously, keep your goals within a reasonable time frame. I wouldn't really tie it into attributes. I would probably more so tie that into maybe a season total, maybe get you know, a couple home runs in a month or something. I would actually make that extra base hit, similar to how they've done in Diamond Dynasty, post MLB The Show 18, where MLB The Show 18, you had to be real specific. If you wanted to be extremely specific, that could be something like diamond level. If you want to be maybe a little more broad, it'd be like extra base hit. So say diamond would be, hey, I want you to hit five home runs, five home runs and five doubles in a month for maybe a minor league player. Gold would probably be like three home runs and five doubles, maybe a triple in there, you know, kind of mix it up. Uh, let the player have some feedback to it. Again, I keep saying it. I'm going to touch back on this on another point in time. Because morale needs to be back in the game. Every other sports game that I can think of has this. Madden, 2K, NHL, probably EAFC. I'm not even 100% sure. Hell, throw WWE in the mix. Customizable draft classes. How have we gone this long without being able to customize the draft classes that come into our games? People have said for years and years and years, the draft classes suck. Now, a lot of that is baseball because I'm, I'm sure people are used to maybe the Madden approach before 24 where you'd end up with maybe a lot more a potential superstar X Factor players. I know now they have it where you can toggle between weak, normal, strong, and like very strong as far as draft class is concerned. I would take that one step further and just really make it a slider, not just one slider because NBA 2K has just a singular slider for draft class strength. I don't like that. I actually like Madden's approach a little better where you can mix and match as far as uh, positions are concerned. So the way I would do it if I had actually purchased 24, actually, it's free now. I might mess around with it at this point. I would have it where every, maybe every year, I might change either one position, two positions, three positions, all the positions, and Random by random number generator, every category gets a number attached to it or maybe a series of numbers ca uh, attached to it. So as far as very strong, it'd be extremely rare to ever get that, especially at a, at a position like quarterback um, for running back. It may be like normal. You know, I, I would mix and match. So then none of my draft classes are the same. But when it comes to customizability, baseball just has there's a lot more going for it. There may not be as many attributes to mess around with, but I would like to be able to not only just change the way they look, I want to be able to, when it comes to how they play, as far as hitters are concerned, you really can only really mess with whether they're pull hitters, their whole field, extreme pull or extreme opposite or opposite. Those one, two, three, four, five different situations. But I also want it to be where I can really set their spray chart we can't touch their, any player's spray chart. It doesn't make sense. We can't customize their hot and cold zones. That would be nice to see. When it comes to pitchers, we don't really have any way to tell how a pitcher pitches. You may be sitting and looking at me like, what do you mean you can't tell how they pitches? Look, they got fastball. They got, they got four seam. They got change up. They got curveball. They got slider. That's how they pitch. Mm-mm-mm. No, because not every pitcher throws their same repertoire pitches the same. One pitcher might throw their four seam 
a lot more and a lot more different counts than they would say their curveball. The curveball might not be that good or they don't really trust it and they won't throw it that often you know, or it has a little too much break for their liking to control so they may not throw it as much. You should look at Baseball Savant where they have this graphic called Pitcher Plinko. Plinko based off of the Price is Right show where you would take the little disc or take the disc and you drop it and it goes blinker, blinker, blinker. And it ends up in one of the different winning or losing amounts down at the bottom. And they have this where first pitch is your OO pitch. Most pitchers are going with what they know. They may be going with their fastball. Maybe their slider is their pitch. Maybe their curveball is their pitch. And off of that, it branches off. So 0-1, they might do this. 1-0, they might do this. 1-1, they might do this. 0-2, they might do this. Um, so that... You at least have some idea when guys throw what, and it would actually cause pitches to to be different. It's just to be different. Now, if you are pitching these games, I would ex. This may seem cheesy, but I would actually expect the AI to be able to tell the difference. Of course, this is probably going more into the realm of uh, NFL 2K, where the game is going to play according to how you play. As opposed to during simulations, the pitcher will pitch different. The biggest missing feature in MLB this show history has got to be international free agency. Yes, international free agency. The last four cover athletes, five if you technically include Javi Baez, have been players from another country. Javi Baez. It's from Puerto Rico, which technically means it's U.S., and he did go to high school in Florida. I, don't, I can't remember where exactly up top of my head, but he, he was drafted. Following that was Fernando Tatis Jr., born in the Dominican Republic. Obviously, if any of you know his father, the only man to hit two grand slams in a single game. He holds that record distinctly. No one else in like the 200-year history of baseball has ever touched that, but Fernando Tatis came on the scene like gangbusters, had that suspension a couple years ago, came back from it, honestly is an even better player than what he was before he left. Shohei Otani, which if you've watched this channel, you know how I feel about the addition of two-way players into the game and how I feel like they haven't done that properly. But that man was on the cover last year. That was probably your biggest opportunity to be like, yo, we've added a new franchise feature. Boom. International free agency and the two-way player rule, aka the Otani rule, which didn't come into the game until 23 when you put Jazz Chisholm on the cover. Again, we still going back to 2006, and if I really look hard enough, because I'd have to find the games from 98 through 2005, I'm very sure it's not in there either. There is no way to sign international free agents unless you draft them. I understand that when the CBA and the lockout was looming in 2021. There was a, a stipulation in it where if by the 2022, I believe July 2022, if there wasn't a, I think a unanimous vote for international players to become drafted, which is a positive thing for those players, just because the a lot of the players from the Latin American countries tend to get, to put it blankly, robbed at least compared to uh, players that come from Japan or even other countries. You know, if you come from a league, from a major league equivalent in said country, then you can get more. But if you're a 15, 
hell, a 13, 14, 15-year-old player, a team will give you 10000 which ain't much, but it's a lot for said country that that player may be in to help their family. You're going to sign that. Hell, I would have signed it at that age. Even here in the U.S., it would at least have been something. It wouldn't have done nearly as much as it would do like in a country like the DR, like in Venezuela. But it's something, and it's almost like a placeholder of like, all right, I will be at least in the minors and I have a shot. In the game, a lot of teams will go out of their way to essentially avoid MLB free agency and signing players that way and getting their talent via the international ranks, which should be a strategy. That should be something I should be able to do. You can take players from the Rule 5. You can take players from the Rule 4, which is the, the amateur draft. Why are we not given a period of time which honestly is 11 months out of the year and you're able to sign players from other countries there are players that will go from japan into the collegiate system and allow themselves to be drafted as a matter of fact i just saw on twitter not like two days ago there's a guy named sasaki and honestly the headline threw me off because i'm like sasaki heading to the ncaa or heading to college and i was like oh snap roki Roki sasaki is going to college it wasn't him i'd have to look up to see if that player is related to him but that player is going to play in college that means he can get drafted after a year two years three years so if he stays all four i don't think he stays all four i think he'll get drafted after a year who knows where he'll land especially considering that the draft is i think now 20 rounds as opposed to like 80 what it used to be before covid19 pandemic but i can see the difficulties of putting that into the game that doesn't mean they couldn't have done this by now hell stadium creative was supposed to be here and MLB 14, and we just got it like three or four years ago. One of the bigger uh, hurdles for this would be whether you're going to license out the other leagues from other countries, KBO, the Japanese leagues, which there are a couple, Taiwanese baseball leagues, leagues, Latin American baseball leagues. Are you going to license them? I don't think you have to. It would be interesting. It would shine some light on other forms of baseball, especially considering a lot of these leagues play during the MLB offseason. A second issue, which honestly is something I think that they could revamp back to what it used to be, the messaging system, and get messages from people throughout the organization, people throughout the league. Hey, this player is up on the trade block. Hey, this minor league player is doing good, doing bad. Hey, this guy is on waivers. Now, a lot of these messages have a hell of a lot more to do with Diamond Dynasty, which is dumb because I don't I don't care what my friends get as far as Diamond Dynasty cards. Is it cool? Sure, if that were my alley, but that's not my alley. And this would help with immersion because now I feel like, oh, okay, I see what's going on in the league. Out of the Park Baseball has a messaging system and they touch on a lot more stuff. With the posting system, a player will be posted for 30 days. You can get a message, hey, we can go out there and bid on them. And you take, hopefully, a new budget system, which I've spoken about in the previous episode, allocate some money. You already allocate money for the rookie draft, for the amateur draft, allocate some money for for an international signing pool. Teams can trade that money in order to acquire players. And I would think teams like Tampa Bay, teams like Oakland, teams 
I'd even say a team like even Arizona, despite the fact they made it to the World Series last year, they're still, I don't feel like they're ready to spend quite yet. They may spend here and there to get their players, but they know they're not a heavily coveted destination like a New York, like an L.A., like a maybe Boston at one point in time, like a Chicago can be, where the big city atmosphere really Players will want to come there just because of that. They know that those teams will usually spend money to acquire talent. Teams like Kansas City are not going to really go out there to spend a lot of money. Granted, they did just this offseason have the second highest spending out of any team in Major League Baseball, which clearly pales in comparison to the Los Angeles Dodgers who spent damn near a million and a half dollars. I'm exaggerating that number a little bit. Kansas City spent a hundred million dollars. Now you may be wondering why would they spend that much money? Kind of not very much different than what they did a decade ago. The division wasn't that strong. They figured all right I guess we can blow some money here and there. Resign Bobby Witt, not even resign, extend Bobby Witt to give them a core piece to build around. They have some other players that look like they're going to be around at least for the next couple years. Spend some money and literally steal a division in 2024. That way, we can justify some spending in 2025. Would they go after Juan Soto? Who knows? I doubt it. Highly doubt it. But they may find some other free agents out there in which to spend their money. An international free agent pool would also help with giving us something to do in the offseason. The international signing period is from January, mid-January, all the way through to mid-December. So there's like a one-month period in which there's not a lot of, there's really nothing in terms of international uh, signings and stuff going on. But again, you give the offseason more oomph behind it. Maybe you find that international player who they might be a 45 overall. You might not have scouted them well. You don't know their potential. And they just, boom, blow up. Give them a couple years in A ball. Of course, single A ball would have to operate in a meaningful fashion as well as an international rookie league, U.S. rookie league. Again, this would give a lot of those players who are D and F potential a fighting chance to at least play against each other and see how they do course in order for them to do that they have to completely change the finance system and i want y'all to check out i want y'all to check out the previous episode and where i talk a lot about this how they did it better in mlb 12 than they have and probably will do in mlb 24 like share subscribe review me on any podcast you might be listening to hit me up on twitter at state franchise and holla y'all later you are it seems a man of many skills a rare combination (laughs) 